0: I would say the process, right? I think people just are so quick to think it came easy, right? And and folks can blow up, right? These are people on social media. You guys can blow up, right? But the process in finding your, 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 your right colors, your right sense of style within editing, the process people overlook it because they'll never be able to experience it unless you're in this field. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 what you know about mob uh-huh. They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear That rapper Jersey, the vision is clear Diamonds glisten like a chandelier You know what I'm here for, like with Sean Lynch It Clutch Time, we do not flinch Real brothers, we do not switch Hit home runs with the right pitch Who run the city? What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe, 2010 I Taking an L, I need this to win what is This is business, you know how they go Ain't playing the seats, now it's time to grow Tune in now, gotta be in the nose Showtime, bitch, my butter blow We know. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the bench mob ENT podcast. I have today Carlos Rosales, aka. Y'all mainly know him as Flix by Carlos on IG. How are you doing today?
0: I'm I'm great, Antonio. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure.
1: We, we thank you for hopping on. We appreciate you taking time out your schedule for you. We just mentioned it, FlickSpot Carlos. What is your origin story of how you got into doing photography and videography? What's your origin story?
0: Yeah, great question. So I played uh, baseball since I was four. I played it throughout high school. Uh, I played it similar to what you would think of like AU and basketball. I played that like the travel ball and baseball. Um, I was recruited by like some D2s down in Florida, D3, um, entering my senior year. Um, but eventually I got accepted into NYU. Um and I wasn't recruited by them. So I decided to take the academic route and just call uh call it an end to my career as, as a baseball player. Um but I still knew that I wanted to be around sports. I just didn't know how. Um and so I picked up a camera just out of the fun of it. My dad had been doing photography uh semi professionally for a while. Um and I actually started photographing my brother's middle school flag football games it's the corniest shit ever looking back on it now you can even look on my page the my first post ever is the flag football middle school games um and it started there and and it it allowed me to just find a way to still be connected within the sports space um and literally like people talk about front row seats being the, the best seats in the house i beg to differ it's photographers you're literally on the floor um and i still get to connect with athletes um people even outside of that i've met folks that run tournaments um, brand managers assistants so still being within the sports just still a different lens um no pun intended it's it's the best thing and it's i never knew that i'd be in the space in, in this modality or this through this medium um i just still want to be around sports and I'm, I'm blessed to say that i'm still around it um and just in learning more about the space as the years go on
1: hey. You mentioned the flag football. You gotta start somewhere, so that absolutely, yeah, yeah. I all got to problem with that one, and that's that's a pretty dope origin story. Um, because a lot of people they get to that point and then just give up on that love of sports. So right. for you to actually find a way to still be around sports, I think that's dope and key. And a lot of people don't have that opportunity.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, Appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Shout out to you for that. What are some of your challenges? Um. And what are some of the perks of you being a freelancer? I'm on your website and I said you are freelancing. So what's some of the challenges and perks of being a freelancer?
0: Yeah. So I would say being it's a freelancer, you're obviously not full time. Like there, you have a life outside of that. And my life outside of that is being a student. So I'm currently a senior at NYU, so I have to balance that along with um, not even just being a freelancer, but also just marketing my page, keeping up to date. I would say burnout, honestly, right? So the reason why I started is to be around sports, but honestly, like the same love that we have for sports, where we feel as if like we're we escape the world for those two hours, three hours we're in a game. I have that same feeling in, in when I when I do photography, videography, which lets me know that I'm in the right space, but because of that and knowing that it's something i love i also know that you have to step back sometimes um and that's just you know there's there's a difference between the grind and just straight out burnout and i've experienced that recently right i've i went through football season this past season this past year and when it was the first time where i actually did a fall sport um a full-time um, I, it's usually been like little basketball workouts little baseball workouts i've never covered football um and it was heavy I was with the team I was with Stepanak uh, the Crusaders I was doing some other work outside with some other teams and it, it it led it bled into the basketball season um which allowed me not to cover as much as I wanted to I, I was still within the space but not as heavy as I have the other past years I was just branching into other sports uh and I would say I would say burnout it, it's a challenge because it's not your full-time job but you still want to compete with those that do do, do it full time and still be relevant, right? Just I think I think a lot of guys within this space can attest to this that you have to market yourself to make yourself relevant. Because you'll see five, six, ten new photographers every season for basketball season especially. So making your name relevant. I know y'all had Remy. Remy's a, a stud, and and you you don't for you don't whenever you think of Jersey mixes, you think of Remy remy kai right these guys are great marketers right whether they know it consciously or not um so yeah burnout and knowing when to stop and pull away that's definitely a challenge um referring to the perks i would say just this the the guys you meet um i think there's like this kind of like frat or like brotherhood type of type of vibe that you'll get or just a family in general um like you'll go to a a baseline and you'll just dab up people that you've seen throughout different games and 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 you get that through sports as well but through through media right it's you're just storytellers on a baseline right and everyone tells their story differently right so you're you're meeting up with fellow artists. um, And it's I think that's just dope just meeting folks that continuously want to tell stories um, through the lens, um, and whatever reason y'all do it whether that's to escape or a way to just showcase your talents or your storytelling. I think that's the dopest thing, the way that we create uh, next to each other. And when it's organic and not anything that has to do with competition, I think that's the most beautiful thing about it.
1: Yeah, that's dope because you get that that same, like you said, that brotherhood, that same type of feeling that you would if you was a part of the sports team right? in, right. A, different, in a different way. And that's key. I think that's that's vital across the board and whatever field you are is the burnout. You don't <laughs> – you don't want to get to that point. Like it's something that you love. And if you get burnt out doing something that you love, it could then affect how you love your right. talent, your skill, whatever it is that you're doing. So I think that's something that is very, very important to make sure that you stay clear of is burnout. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to step away.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: That, that A lot of people just don't know how to do that. And you just mentioned, you mentioned football, you played baseball. I've seen baseball photos. I've seen the basketball photos. What sport do you actually enjoy the most, photographer?
0: Tough. That's tough. Just as, as of recently, I, I've fallen back in love with basketball. Just because I've I've fallen in love with kind of playing with the 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 hardwood and like reflective type of pictures. Um, but I would say baseball. That just comes naturally to me. Not because not only because I played the sport, but when I played the sport, I was I played catcher. Right. And in, in, in baseball, the catch is the only position that's seeing the game outward. Right. The ball comes outward and it's played that way. Everyone else is playing the game inward. every other position. So because of that, I'm seeing I'm the only person on the field that has that perspective. And I think that translates onto my photography. Um, familiarizing myself with the game. I mean, you you'll see other basketball photographers. They always seem like they're in the best spot that comes with familiarity of the game you know, anticipating a play. And I think I have that knowledge in baseball and it, it translates to my images. Um, it also just helps being in the basketball scene. Like I'll, I'll take certain photos that are similar to some guy's concept or, or, or medium in the basketball realm and translate, translate that onto baseball. So I think baseball, because it's a it's a nice merge and marriage of all my interests within a sport and field that I'm already so familiar with.
1: It's a good point once you know the sport it's easier for you know what position to be in and you kind of alluded to that and something that you posted on ig today it was a quote that said luck in sports photography it's everything and what separates the really top sports photographer from the ordinary is that when he or she gets lucky they don't miss that is the key what is that you posted so what does that you know mean to you
0: yeah you all y'all are, you're on top of it oh my god yeah that's great Antonio. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say, there's a moment in like every game where it's just incredible, right? In soccer, there's only so few, right? It scores like one zero. Basketball, um, playoff atmosphere. There's always that one player, one or couple of plays. Any sport, um, and I, I would say, the lucky, lucky portion not only refers to the the spot you are on the court, the field but how you decide to tell that story, right? So if if you're thinking of a dunk um, and and you have a lens that's kind of shorter and you decide to do a horizontal where you're able to get the entire body, I think that's dope as well because the moment you're there, right? But the way you want to tell that story, that's luck in and of itself because you've already set up in a way. If you want to do it horizontal, getting the lights of the gym, I think luck in photography refers to how you tell the story and if you're even able to tell it. I'll tell you three years ago I had no idea no idea to tell stories on the basketball court I love the game but I think my storytelling is a lot different now um, I think that goes with even just relationships with the guys um, I, I truly believe the best work I've ever produced videos and photographs have been with guys that I've had genuine relationships with because if you're telling a story through photography and you already know the person's story on a personal level it's inevitable for it to be present within the work so, I think it, lucky luck refers to the spot you are on the court as well as how familiar you are with the person or the sport, and then creating this image that is, you know, ever present and hopefully timeless.
1: Those are some key points that you mentioned. and storytelling is that's some of the best photography is when it tells a story because that from different from videography where you, you might have a voice in the background explaining it, or you might have to be able to reference like, oh, this is from this game and people get the story. I think some of the best photography is when it's just a photo, still photo. You might not have been at the game, you don't know what happened and you can derive a story from it. Right. I think that's a great photography work. In that space, you mentioned your dad was doing photography. Who have been some of your inspirations in the photography, videography space?
0: Yeah. So I'll, I have two different ones just for each space. I would say photography. You look at my colors, and if you were to pull up CoolMax Instagram right now, very similar concepts. He has, so he's very, um, um what's the word? rebellious in the way that he he uh, attacks photography right F- photographs that are overexposed are so taboo right they're big no-nos if you go to photography school like never overexpose your photos but you have photos of, that he has he covers a lot of sierra canyon um and they're like very bright colors the whites pop and, and i just love that it, it does well with just the jerseys whatever color it is um and he also has like really wide shots where you'll have um, kind of like at the bottom, he'll be as wide as you can, and at the bottom you'll have kind of like um. I'll even pull it up. I have an image that I I, I took a Braylon Repo. He's at Stepanek, um, and these are the type of images I get just because they they tell a story because it's so panned out, and the the so the player itself is at the bottom, but it's so panned out you see everything else, right? And so that's Braylon, a junior entering. Mm-hmm. Entering his his you know big year and senior year, and it's all the jerseys behind him with the crusaders cut out. Um, just you know, referring to his next steps. Um, that that's those are my favorite type of images, and Cool and does a great job of telling those stories. Again, he's known guys like Sharif O'Neill, LeBron James for years. So telling stories comes second isn't second nature to him, uh, uh, along with his skills. Um, and honestly, y'all y'all had him on the pod before. Uh, Remy, I, I I would say just cause his story is, is very similar to mine. Um, he has a brother who is is unfortunately overlooked within within his sport, but has the talent It's there. Um, and I have a brother it's in a very similar situation. He's a junior undersized, but has um interests from like colleges like Rutgers, some smaller D D2s. Um, but it gets overlooked just because you know, although I work in the media space, I know how this works. It's all about connections. It, it's kind of corrupt. Um, and if you don't know someone like it's, it's, you're, you're, you're fucked it honestly. And then some people can get fucked over because of that. And my brother's evident of that. And it hurts because I, I, I try my best to put him on a platform where he he can build that and then create connections, but ultimately it comes down to word of mouth. Um, and I, I just love what Remy's been doing this season, right? tahad has been out. Um, forgot the name of the Virginia commit, but they've been out. So it's been, it's been his brother's team and, and Remy's done a great job of having just you know having this entire you know village of media putting his brother at the forefront and and his brother had has had a great season. Um and for similar because of that, that that's my why in videography along with just telling stories it's I want to provide players who don't necessarily have platforms because of the politics um and just using my platform to do that, whether that's connecting them with the coach or just even doing like a video that does numbers on Twitter because they posted it. Um that's my inspiration beyond just his color grade his storytelling his why is, is is really just inspirational and I relate to it so much
1: both names you mentioned great um Remy that's we already know that's family uh, the why is huge I mean in whatever field you have you have to have a why and your why should be bigger than you so the fact that you're on that same mindset of hey I'm trying to help out the players that don't get the shine that get overlooked because of the connections and the politics that go behind it, which oftentimes can get very disgusting because it's people that have the talent and they get overlooked because this one knows that one. this one's related to that person, and that's how they got their foot in the door. Right. It used to be it used to be a time in a space where it was your work that spoke for you. but times has changed. yeah. In, in, in all fields, times have changed. Like, yeah, it's security So for you, uh, I've talked to Remy about it. Um, what camera he used and how he went about choosing that camera. For you, what's the camera that you use and what was the thought process in choosing that camera?
0: Yeah, so I actually just cop a new camera. I have a Canon R five, um, and it's it's just a great um, kind of hybrid for video and photo. Um, I I do a lot of photo in the uh, video in the summer. I do a lot of seven on seven work, um, and it's all, a lot of it's outside, but it's also just great um, in terms of its aperture for like really low light gyms, um, like Bosco. Bosco's lighting's awful if you've ever been to Bosco, or or you know some some schools here in New York. So having a camera that's great for just picking up that lighting uh, photo and video, um, it also has 120 uh, frames per second, so you'll, you'll have that clean slow mo um huge upgrade I've been using a a canon t7i which is like a beginner camera um for like the past two and a half years um I I, I've still made it work but um recently just upgraded that and uh it's helped a lot like the image is a lot more clear um you'll even be able to zoom in on some images you'll you won't lose as many pixels um yeah I think it, it was just time for an upgrade and it was it was it was the right one Plus, I, I I stuck within Canon, which is what I've been using, and I'm familiar with the brand.
1: For you, so you mentioned the the T7i that you had before, but you was making it work. How did you make it work? Was that more, was it a longer time period in the editing process? Like, how did you make it work? Because from all accounts, I'm not a professional photographer, but from all accounts, it's still all like you was putting out good content.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And honestly, people probably won't believe me if I say that. Like, I had a I, I DM'd a guy before when I was just trying to look for upgrade, he's like, there's no way you had that camera. Um I I think it's um I think learning my settings. I think you'll hear that from all guys. Like the the if you have a solid camera, it could be a beginner camera, but something solid, you you can truly make it work. Um, right. Um within like editing, right? If if once you get like a nice color grade or like you have a preset in your Lightroom that you know you can go to any image regardless of what it looked like can look clean right as long as you i think i was better at i think i'm better now at taking a shot that's clean the first time so that there's less editing in of itself right so if you're in a gym that's has horrible lighting i know how to change my settings so i get less um noise or less kind of like pixelated images um yeah i think it's just learning my settings and and being confident too like i think Folks that are just starting within the space, they'll see a camera. It's intimidating. You'll see guys with huge ass cameras in the gym. You're like, "Whoa, I'll never be able to create content like that." Like, it shouldn't matter. Like, I I went with my T7I and I shot huge ass games, and I was just confident within my work because I I knew what I could produce, and I didn't let the the thousands of dollars sitting next to me intimidate me. Right? I, I was I was content with what I had. I knew I could still produce work. Um, and my settings were solid enough for me to still, you know, get by, get by in a sense that my my images were clear, my videos were, were crisp, and, and I knew how, I knew the lighting at certain gyms as well, just playing around with that as well.
1: Confidence is key, man. You got to use what you got, and if you know what you have and you you use it to the every ounce out of it, you can make it work a lot of times more than not and like you mentioned like hey in the beginning you know it's the the color grade and making sure you got the right color grade and the settings, and that could i could fix any photo like that so i think right that's, that's huge and that's something that um remy has talked to me about too like hey we we not we're not showtime we don't have six cameras to do the podcast you gotta use whatever you got and try to get the best quality out of it as possible right What's one thing that people do not know or overlook about the photography and the videography space? Great question, great question. One thing they overlook about the space. I would say the process. I would say that, right?
0: Because you see, guys like huge guys on the baseline and they're f- huge followings, right? But at one point or another, those guys still came to those games, right? And had all the comments in the world with three hundred fucking followers. And I would say the process, right? I think people just are so quick to think it came easy, right? And and folks can blow up, right? These are people on social media. You guys can blow up, right? But the process in finding your 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 right colors, your right sense of style within editing, right? There's a lot of guys that like more slow mo, heavy on RB now. Guys that like more hip hop on their mixes. I think the process in of itself, people overlook. But I think that just comes with familiarity of the, of the of the scene, right? Guys that are not within this field look at guys with 8,000 followers. They have no idea. Someone with like eight hundred followers could be gross. But you're not looking at that because you're so wound up on the numbers, um, which frankly don't fucking matter, right? Like I was, I was getting hired by by guys with like 800 followers, and, and I was happy as fuck. I was, I was, I was thrilled because, but I knew that I could produce good work, right? So I think the process people overlook it because they'll never be able to experience it unless you're in this field.
1: For you, for those, and you kind of, if anybody's paying attention, there's bits of wisdom all throughout so far of the episode but if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring photographers what would it be
0: I would I would just say network like even if like regardless of who you are how big you are, like just have just balls to just go up to anyone like when, when maybe two years back when when I didn't think I had a following which I don't care about frankly I don't care I love the community. I just don't care about the following. It's growing, but I don't care about the numbers at all. I would say just network. Like I I would go up to these games scared as fuck, but by halftime, I would be having conversations um, with guys like Captured by Mike or Moving Pictures. These are more like local New York guys or uh, Images by Nah or Luna Eclipse. These are just guys that are big within the the tri-state area uh, just because I wanted to learn right and if 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 you go in scared, that that's okay, that's completely normal, right? But I think the only way you'll you'll learn is is by growing and networking and and even if if you don't get an opportunity from this network, but this person knows your name um, and and remembers you by you, you were that photographer who just started out and wanted so much to learn. Um, I think that 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 eagerness to learn and, and never be satisfied is what's gonna take you to the next level. Um, and just knowing to invest in yourself because it's it's a process for me I didn't see growth until two years I, I, this year around again I don't care about numbers but this time of year last year I was at 500 followers on the brink of quitting I was like numbers aren't doing anything I'm not growing and, and then I had my most successful year I grew like 1500 followers um and again I don't care about the followers but like I think that that's it's at the end of the day it's like a testament to you know um people people messing with your work right like like photography is an instagram it's it's a combination of your community and how much your 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 grow your your work is speaking to people so i i i was bent you know been um i was been a, not beneficial i was um fortunate enough to to be in so many spaces last year whether that be basketball uh football so many other sports um but that's only because i i i was able to invest in myself and i i knew that Deep down, I, I was still going to be able to produce great content regardless of the numbers. Um, so continue to network and, and just never be scared to ask questions. Um, like a lot of my a lot of my greatest projects that I've been able to work on, it just started off with a hello on a baseline. So you just truly never know who you're standing next to, um, and what that person may have saw in you that you have yet to see in yourself.
1: That's facts. Um, networking is huge. Like. I reached out to you. I didn't know if you would say yes or not. I didn't know what your schedule was like. I didn't know if you would even respond. It was one day I was like, you know what? Let me put myself out there. I'm about to ask any and everybody who want to get interviewed if you want to be on the show. A lot of people didn't respond, but then we got Flix by Carlos. To <laughs> so again, I appreciate you hopping on and responding. It is a scary thing to network. It is sure. a scary thing to put yourself out there and possibly hear no, but I can testify with having footwork like I was on, every thousand no's, you're going to get a yes, and you never know what that yes is going to blossom into. You, you never know. So definitely network, put yourself out there. We are now in the last segment of the show. Every time we have a guest, we call this the fourth quarter. This is the last end of it. What's your go-to meal?
0: So it, it's like a, it's a, it's a cultural meal. So it, I'm El Salvadorian and it's pupusas, which is, it's a tortilla and it has like rice and it has beans and some cheese inside. It's, it's great. And you, you, you eat it with like some, some like lettuce on top with some like um, tomato sauce, slaps, slaps.
1: It's great. Got to try that out for sure. Once on, yeah. it, it definitely sounds good. For you being in a space that you're in so far and you photo- you've photographed plenty of athletes, you worked at different schools, who would be your dream athlete to photographer and who would be your dream team to work with both like to do photography, videography for? Who's your dream athlete and who would be the dream team that you would like to go and create content for them?
0: Yeah, so for for athlete i i may have the chance to this summer um it's stewie uh um she's she's in new york this season they pulled through katie fucked us over because he he pulled her he pulled her in and then just left to phoenix which is really fucked but he got her here which is great he's growing the women's game but uh i've been following i've been a huge fan since college i watched her four years um watched her go to seattle and kill um and then coming over to new york and and pairing up with sabrina unescu um I, i've 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 shot some liberty games Um, uh, and i'm excited to shoot her this this season just because i love her game i just hope i'm not starstruck and like get caught like watching for like a couple of sessions i did that i did that a couple of times at the liberty game i was just like holy shit this is a wmba game um but hopefully yeah, hopefully everything falls through and i'll be able to take some shots at her um just because that environment's electric i did a the Chicago Sky at Liberty last year, and that was just like just seeing Candace Parker work like her pregame routine was like 30 minutes and it was like the cleanest routine I've ever seen. The whole gym was silent, just watching her, just work. Uh, it was, it was incredible. Um, I can only imagine what Stewie's like. Um, and then your other question was team. Um, uh, that's great. I would say team. This this is all time or this is this is current.
1: All the time, whatever you want. Yeah, you go to the baseball. You want to photograph the Yankees, the Mets. Yeah, wherever you want to go. So
0: I'm a Mets fan, but I I I, I enjoy baseball. I love baseball, and the 09 Yankees were arguably one of the best teams of all time. They they won the World Series, and they had Tashera, Jeter, A Rod, Cano, just so many personalities, so many fucking Hall of Famers, um, and I, I think that team because I, I I grew up watching baseball because the only channel we had available was the YES channel, so I grew up on the Yankees, but I've I'm I'm, I'm now a diehard uh, Mets fan. I, I've switched over to Queens, but I would say that team. Um, I'm Jeter's one of my favorite players, and A Rod before before the Roys, is one of my favorite players. Um, so I would I would say that it was it would just be incredible just to be around so many guys that are masters of their craft and something that like I grew up watching. Like I I grew up watching Posada as a catcher and like he was my idol. So being around them maybe even for like a series would be incredible.
1: Speaking of, so how do you see super early predictions? How do you see the MLB season going, especially for your Mets? Yeah. Greg is on our show he's a Mets fan he said World Series is the ceiling. World Series they should go there as long as they get past the Braves and but he has them World Series right I I want to
0: say that too but I'm a Mets fan and I think we're just unfortunately just realists right we have the biggest payroll in MLB we had that last year and we couldn't get out of the the first round I wanna say we're gonna get to the World Series, but realistically, I I think it'll be the Padres or the Yankees. I think the Yankees are gonna click this season. They have to, man, because they've locked up Judge or the Padres, man. But Tatis is out for the first couple games. I think either of those teams will come out of the AL. I know it's a toss-up. I I would love to see the Dodgers. They're stacked this year, but they always choke. So but it'd be incredible just for baseball if the if we got a Yankees, Dodgers. World Series, two of the biggest markets, New York, LA, it's good for baseball. And if, if people think that sports are as calculated or as story written as they are, it's, 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 it'd be a great year. What better year to have an LA, New York World Series?
1: That would be wild. But to your point, the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to choke. They will, they will definitely choke. We got two more before we get you out of here. Who do you have winning the NBA championship this year?
0: Great question. I, I think I'll do East West and not give you that. Okay. I think I've got the Celtics coming out of the East. I think they're going to click They're They're just fooling around right now. I don't know why they just lost the Knicks. That was embarrassing. Great for New York, but that was awful. Um, I think, I think the nuggets are going to come out of the West. I think Jokic is going to pull it out. He's had a great season. He's due. It's probably an awful prediction, but I want the nuggets to win it all. I want Jokic to win it. Um, I'm tired of seeing Giannis too in the finals and the Warriors. I want someone else to win it. So I'd love the Nuggets to win, but realistically, I think it'll be the Bucks, or the, or the
1: Celtics coming out of the East and winning it all. You're at it. And before we get you out of here, give me: Are you more movies or TV? TV show. TV show. Top five TV shows all time. your top. your top five
0: all time. All right. So keep in mind, I'm I'm 21 years old. My 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 TV shows are like really biased and more like Netflix centered. Um, so top one is Friends, Friends, and that's probably because I go to school in the city where a lot of it's filmed. So you know I'm around that. I'm living a huge fanboy life, just going there. Um, friends. Um, after that, can't go wrong with SpongeBob. Number two. Um, three. I, I'm so I, I was always really into neurology growing up, and so I love Manifest. Um, and yeah. all that. I love, love what they have going on there. It's It's got confusing this kind of this last season, but I love that Outer Banks is just great. I, I, I love, I love, I grew up on a lot of mystery books, and that's like it's a treasure, it's a treasure hunt. So I, I just love Outer Banks. Um, and then five again, I'm huge, I'm a huge mystery book, so you very recent shows but i'm I'm huge on anything mystery related
1: gotcha it's all connected you're talking about Is it's it's all connected (laughs) (laughs) oh man yo thank you for taking time out of your schedule your busy schedule to hop on with us you already know the deal these are the house rules make sure you follow like subscribe we're on instagram we're on youtube this will be out on all streaming platforms And on YouTube, Flicks by Carlos. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Ma, we out. Peace.